0: when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's I.com.
1: Be the best you can be all the days of your life.
2: Jacqueline. Hey, hey. thanks for coming and being on my podcast. Uh, I obviously have known you now for, is it two years or three years? At least over two years. Two now. years, um, but the whole world listening doesn't. So feel yeah. free to introduce yourself, say what you do, how you got into it, all
1: that good stuff. Okay, so my name is Jacqueline. Um, <laughs> so I live in Toronto. Um, I'm a fitness coach and just like an overall wellness, sharing my life with the world, basically. Um, my whole thing is I've been sober for three years now, over three years, which is pretty exciting. Um, I'm a mental health advocate. Um, I share a lot of my story, and I just like to promote um, being honest with the world and sharing your truth in order to help other people. Right, okay, so I mean, how did you get into it? Yeah, so my story is long and complicated, but I got into it, um, just from, I had to go to rehab, I guess just over three years ago now. Mm -hmm. When I got home, um, I started my new sober life and I decided, it started out as me wanting to control the narrative of how people were perceiving what had happened to me. Um, and then it just kind of, I found a love for writing and sharing, and I was finding a community through Instagram that really enjoyed the support from what I was sharing and found a lot of comfort knowing that someone else had been through it too that was also young, and it's a confusing situation to go through, I think. So it just became this, I have a little platform that I share with people, and it's a little sober world, mental health world and it kind of got me here. It's been like a long time. I struggled for years, not only with addiction, but also just a lot of other mental health issues like anxiety, depression, which so many people struggle with daily, not as um, as isolating as maybe addiction. Right. So that was kind of what propelled me into addiction. In okay, yeah. right. So
2: okay well i've obviously only known you since you've been sober so when i when i think of you like i think of the fact that like you're very like you're energetic you're enthusiastic you're always trying new things you're always challenging yourself was it like hard to get to that point having gone through like mental health Mm. having to go through yeah like like basically you tend to push yourself yeah is that an easy thing to do or did you learn that
1: um it's actually something that's kind of new for me uh before i got sober i was always a positive person I was kind of like a, a smile on the outside but behind closed doors it was a, a suffering in silence kind of okay. situation uh, so I always learned how to put on a happy face and then once I got sober I tried I was genuinely happy I still struggle There's yeah still days that are hard I'm human mm-hmm. but it's definitely not as extreme as it was so now I do a lot of things where I like to get out of my own comfort zone I like to continually challenge myself to do different things and that's something new for me because I never had this kind of motivation before Right, and I think it comes from doing good from my advocacy because I feel like I owe it to people to share and be really honest and also Find new ways to keep pushing so I can show like I'm not staying in what I'm doing, like I'm continually evolving as well. Right. And although, like, I've been sober for three years, like, I'm not perfect, I never will be. So, I just want to keep going and seeing what I can do. Right. Yeah.
2: So, okay, you've been sober for three years. Mm -hmm. So, do you find that hard in today's world, in this day and age, at the age that you are, because you're
1: young? Like, so yeah, I got sober when I was 22, which is really rare. Yeah. Um, And In our society it's like drinking there's always a reason there's it's if you're happy if you're sad if you're celebrating if you're mourning you always want to drink for some reason and that's just how we've grown up and what our culture has become and it's so normal so it's hard to deviate from that you're kind of an outlier and I kind of had to find my own how I fit into my own world because I lost my identity. I was just like a party girl, and I didn't know anything else really. So finding my identity outside of that was interesting. Like I still love going out and dancing and like Mm -hmm. That's just my favorite thing to do, but now I learned how to do it without needing alcohol or drugs.
2: Right, and that aspect then, was that a hard transition for you to find like planting your feet back down on the ground being like, I can still be the happy, enthusiastic and like you do like you dance, like you (laughs) do parties for your sober party where you were like, everybody drink. I'm just not going to like, was that easy automatically? Or did that take time to like
1: get to a place where
2: you were like, this is still me, but without this part of it,
1: I was surprised at the start. I thought it was going to be really hard for me. Um, I was lucky that I wasn't someone that used alcohol, to feel comfortable in social situations Mm. like I thought I needed it but I'm an extrovert socially but an introvert in a lot of different ways it's weird so in crowds I do well I'm lucky in that way a lot Mm -hmm. of people drink to feel comfortable in social situations so I had that in kind of as a lucky factor for me right um But yeah, it was an interesting transition. It started slow, I lived in a sober living house when I got out of rehab for eight months. So I think when I met you, I might have even still been been living there. But then I I moved out, obviously, with Matt. And then, but that, that whole eight months, like going from rehab, transitioning home, I was basically learning how to be a real human. Like I never truly had lived a normal life Mm -hmm. so it was like simple things like cooking and cleaning up after myself and it's so it's weird but it it takes time and then you eventually learn how to go out and socialize some people don't ever want that and never really get there but that's something because I was young I wanted in my life I didn't want to not see my friends I didn't want to cut out that part of my life So I just decided that I'm going to find a way to be okay with this and be around alcohol and still feel like I can have fun. Right. Yeah.
2: Do you feel like the experience has made you more aware of who you are as, like, an individual? Like, do you feel more connected to yourself now?
1: Oh, yeah. When you're sober and you're sober throughout everything, you really get to experience life in its truest. I feel like I really feel everything now and I can't hide from myself I force myself like no one's forcing me to be sober but I know I would not have the life I have today if I wasn't so it's like I make sure to always feel like I will be okay
2: right Uh, you know because I I mean I get these questions a lot too people being like okay well like how do you do that like how when you're having a bad day do you not just like give up on yourself like is that
1: yeah you know
2: like what is the main ingredient for you that you find you come back to or find yourself coming back to Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned you have a motto that you have tattooed on you
1: Yes, is there a lot of different things so from years of being sober like I'm a very spiritual person Um, yeah I believe that the universe has protected me throughout this time in my life. And you know, some some may find that a little cheesy, yeah. but it's just how I feel. And so when I got out of rehab, I got Child of the Universe tattooed on my arm. It just is a reminder to me that even in really dark times, like something is looking out for me, and I have a path, I know there's a right. path. And I know now that whatever comes my way, I can handle because the universe isn't gonna throw something at me that I can't. So I have to trust myself I always have to be honest with myself in those times and say like, okay, what are you feeling right now? Why do you feel like you need to escape? Right. And it's it's just being able to have that dialogue with yourself and not being afraid. Like I used to be so afraid of my own brain. Like mm-hmm. I would have like panic attacks just sitting up at night thinking and thinking and it would just get into this massive frenzy. That's one of the reasons why I drank. I, mm-hmm. Like at night I would want to just get out of my own head so it's trying to find ways to like love yourself feel comfortable with, with yourself and your body even journaling is mm-hmm. something that's really good it's like a brain dump You can yeah. see what's really going on in there because sometimes it's hard when you're just thinking sometimes you just write things out you can really see clearly what's actually happening
2: like where your subconscious is at yeah what, what just putting it on paper and being like okay there it is now i can objectively look at it yeah Yeah. So you were saying, okay, there was like a time where thinking and thinking and thinking, it was like you were wanting to escape your own brain. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can, I, my own experience with mental health, I feel like I felt that similarly too. So do you think that it was about for you, like finding a healthy way to get outside Mm -hmm. of your brain or like to like look at your brain or to escape those thoughts? Like, Do you find that you found healthier ways to escape them or healthier ways to deal and digest them?
1: Yeah, I think i found a lot more healthy coping mechanisms when I was younger because I started struggling with mental health when I was, like, issues when I was 15. So, like, I was depressed and I had anxiety. I had, like, a mood disorder, like, very highs, a lot of lows. So I started doing... I didn't have any resources then. And back then, I mean, mental health is talked about more now obviously like 10 years later but back then like nothing no right. one spoke about it so I was like going through this all my own pretty much didn't tell anyone except like my school knew because I couldn't go to school and I was yeah. getting treatment um, and it was hard to find the tools to give yourself some support so all these years later I have a friend and he refers to it as having a toolkit and you learn these things and you put keep them in your toolkit and you have them there so in these moments when you're having a really hard time you can pull them out right and it's knowing what they are and knowing what works for you because everyone like things work differently for different people right So right. if it's meditation or if it's journaling or like doing cbt therapy like there's so many different things you can do now like even calling a friend can be enough to get you out of a dark place right so having those resources handy and knowing because usually in those moments you go into isolation and you say oh I'm so alone and your brain is not becoming your friend it's like pushing you further into that pit right? right so it's like when you're down there you need to almost trigger yourself to remember like, okay, I have this toolkit. What can I do right now to help me
0: out? Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I.com.
1: So what's in your toolkit? Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. so in my toolkit, um, I'm someone I isolate hardcore. So mm. that's like my introvert versus extrovert. And socially, I'm very extroverted, love talking to people and dancing and whatever, but then when it comes to my own problems, I really isolate. I have no problem sharing through my social media and writing, but it's usually after the fact. Yeah. So for me, even like three years later, like it's very hard for me to call and reach out to someone. Like if Matt is trying to help me, sometimes I try to just close everyone out and I don't give myself the help. So for me, yeah. a big thing is talking, getting to talk about it, figuring out what is actually happening in my life, because I feel like I induce stress to myself constantly, right. I'm my own worst enemy. My brain has always been not been my friend, Right. and I have to work. So things that help me, I really like reading. I have little books, um, one is called The Language of Letting Go, and it's a daily a little paragraph, almost like a little affirmation thing, and it's funny how each one is a different topic, but you right. find it kind of aligns with what you need in that day. Mm-hmm. Um, writing in a gratitude journal, like there's this the five minute journal. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard, heard of it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to do that, but you can also like even just write on your phone like five things you're grateful for. There's something about like expressing gratitude that makes you feel so much better about your life like if you can write down things that you love that make you happy that you know support you you're suddenly you're stepping out of that shame and Whatever feelings you're feeling and you're becoming stronger right just instantly by doing that because right. you're taking away those feelings of feeling So alone and all the anxiety because you know You have either that person or that thing or that pet mm-hmm. that you're grateful for that is there for you
2: So it's like realigning with like the good
1: and yeah, not just like sitting in
2: the shadow of the bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, right and I'm a big fan of meditation like I have to say lately. I have not been as good which is something I can pick up on really quickly like I know right away when my brain is spiraling out of control because like I'm not meditating, I'm not doing things I need to be doing. And I find meditation is also a good way to just figure out how to be present because right. with our phones and you know everything our lives are so busy, so easy to just lose yourself. Mhm. You know, and those moments give you that pause,
2: right? So when you feel like you're spiraling a little bit or you're like okay I don't feel anchored like my brain doesn't feel anchored is there like a ritual do you have like a system that brings you back to yourself
1: it's hard you know I'm still like a work in progress I would like to have more concrete rituals but I think for me the number one thing I have to do is like not let myself isolate right like I just that's for me what I have to do. So I have to get out. I have to make sure I'm talking to people. I have to make sure I'm writing things down to figure out what's going on in my brain, why I'm spiraling. Like right. what stress is causing me to do this or what person or what whatever situation is causing this because I think that's the number one thing, like figuring out what the root of the issue is. And right. that comes from you have to be honest with yourself. And a lot of the time people don't want to be honest because then you see the parts that you're maybe not too proud of or, like, you feel shame but shouldn't for some reason because there is so much stigma around mental health still. Being someone that has depression or anxiety or bipolar disorder or whatever, like, people still feel like they need to hide those things, right? So it causes this whole crazy, even worse situation for yourself because you feel like you need to hide in the shadows, but uh, it's actually the opposite. Right, you know?
2: Like it's almost like getting vulnerable, getting yourself out there, yeah. just like allowing yourself to feel exposed. It is, there is still a big stigma. I feel like when yeah. people do get out there and they're like, this is how I'm feeling, it can be so easy, especially in the online world. And you yeah. do talk about this a lot on your platforms. Yeah. Like it can be easy or fearful, I guess, because you're putting it out there and there could be someone that could come in and just yeah. minimize everything you're feeling yeah. or try and degrade what you're feeling in some way.
1: Yeah. It's hard. I think. And and I don't think that everyone needs to share on a platform. I think what people should do is you need to be able to share with the people that you love and trust. Mm -hmm. You know, like I choose to talk about it on my platform because I see it it truly helps people that Mm -hmm. have girls that reach out to me. I've got girls that have gone to rehab and have been sober now for like more than a year. So I know it's worth it for me. If there's a couple people that try to knock me down or give me a hard time, it doesn't phase me because I know it's doing so
2: much more good. Do you find it hard then to, like do you ever get any kind of resistance within yourself when you're going to post? Like, mm-hmm. you, you speak so authentically, you speak so honestly, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, like here it is. This is the good and the bad, and this is how I'm dealing with it. Do you yeah. find that, is like is there any kind of resistance there, or do you just put it all out there and just hope for the best?
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> I usually won't post on Instagram unless I feel like I have something that I need to share I feel like everything I share needs to have a purpose mm-hmm. so I maybe I won't post for like a week or two because I just I don't want to share for no reason you right know? I'm not looking for like the photo validation I want it to have meaning right mm-hmm. so like of course i will post a very cute photo yeah but it's like underneath of it there's like something that i'm hoping will be able to help someone else right they're mm-hmm. almost like little mini blog posts yeah yeah they're they're sometimes very long but it's it's just i'm genuinely just speaking from my heart and sometimes i want to maybe if i don't post for a little while it's just because i do share so much and I just need a moment for myself, you know, right. and then I'm ready to share again. And then I need a moment, you know, so it comes in waves when I'm ready for it, when I'm not. And that's kind of how I manage it. I just do it when I know it feels right for me. Right. Yeah. So then in terms of, cause you, I feel like
2: just based on how I do know you yeah. and the fact that like you say, like you're a fitness coach and all of these I'm things, cool. like are these, these are become tools for you Mm -hmm. and so where does I guess the confidence come that backs you up when you go to try out these new things like you push yourself a lot into Mm -hmm. new areas Mm -hmm. and that's huge I think especially knowing that you have a history of mental health because people out there that deal with social anxiety or anxiety or doubt or depression or whatever it can be hard to get the energy so like is there a way that you recharge that energy is there a way that you get that confidence to just go for
1: it? Yeah, it's. I definitely I push myself out of my comfort zone because I feel like it's important to keep challenging yourself. Right. right? Um. I never want to just feel comfortable with where I'm at. I always want to just go for the next thing. So sometimes that puts me in a tough place. Like, so the last month I organized my first charity gala. Yeah. And then I also competed in my first boxing fight, mm-hmm. which. Those were two extremely stressful things, but also two things that I've wanted to accomplish for a while now. Um, And I think that testing yourself is a really great way to find yourself. Okay. Like you really see what your strengths and weaknesses are in those moments. Because I can tell you, especially the boxing fight, there's nothing more testing than putting yourself in that situation. And so there's, Two sides of it. Like, I like to push myself physically, mm-hmm. which is not for everyone, but I do believe in order to have that holistic, good, total, full circle of wellness in your life, you need a bit of physical activity. Yeah. And maybe it's not as much as I, what I do, but everyone needs an aspect of it to have the whole thing, right? So mm-hmm. that's why the fight was really great for me because I got to push myself physically, like in a way I've never pushed before and i got to see what i could do and i was very happy with yeah that you know so and then the gala also like that was very mentally taxing you know like planning a charity gala for 300 people like is pretty wild yeah like as we talked about earlier like for my sobriety birthdays when we i like, threw those parties right which were on the very small scale, but I thought you know, I had some experience in event planning. Yeah, but this was next level. right. So it was good. It was good. And it's something I plan I'm gonna do it every year mm-hmm. as something because it's around it's gonna be around the same date as my sobriety birthday too. right?' It's April 7th. So the gala is always gonna be around the same time there. So I've kind of planned that as motivation to keep my sobriety in check too because I'm I'm playing a charity gala. That's to celebrate mental health awareness. Yes. Um, i got to be sober, too. Yeah, and i got to make sure my mental health is good, too, right? right? So it's a good thing for me to just have that, too.
2: Do you think that that's important to have almost like a plan or some sort of structure for times that because mental health is, it's mental and it mm-hmm. fluctuates with the ebbs and flows of our emotions. Yeah. Do you think having that structure of knowing, okay, each year this is coming up and I have to be sober for it, is yeah. that almost like you holding yourself accountable in a way in a way yeah
1: Yeah. it's kind of there to keep me motivated because as the years go on like having like I have an addict brain right like my brain is always gonna try to find ways to be like oh well you know you've been sober for this long now maybe you should just try it again and see if you'll if it will work this time right like there's always these little things that my mind tries to plant and so for me having something like this is so huge because it really forces me to be accountable to myself right so yeah
2: and I feel like that is a big thing because then it's like I think it's so easy once you've done something long enough and you feel good enough about it to be like oh okay I've done that now and like yeah. almost fall out of love of it and be yes. like fickle be like oh I changed my yeah. mind yeah so it keeps you yeah
1: in it, keeps it. Me in it like I've made sobriety my whole life yeah like I am just all into it and it's all I it's all of my care about truly like like, I'm going to make my career about it one day. Like, I just have all these things that I just want to make sure for me that sobriety is my always my number one focus because I know without it, like, I couldn't do anything I'm doing today. I'm not a functional person when I'm drinking and doing drugs. Right. Most people are not, but some people can take it or leave it. I'm not that kind of person, right? Right. Like, like that just wasn't right. how I was. It was, like, all or nothing, and it was very seldom that it was nothing. Right. Do you think in a
2: way that you've kind of taken that mentality of all or nothing and found a way to turn it into a good thing? Yeah. Like you've almost made peace with that side of you and been like, instead of being all or nothing with this, let's be all or nothing with making sobriety in my life. Like,
1: yeah, that's funny. I've never thought about it that way, but totally. I feel like that's manifested into my life, but in a really positive way. Right. Instead of it being the negative, I've taken that and thrown it into every other aspect of my life. Which sometimes I, like I will admit, I do need to check myself and maybe step back slightly. Yeah. Because I can be so extreme. But um, for the most part, it's obviously a very good thing now. Right. Because I've taken hold of that and like it's obviously working in my life.
2: Exactly. With social media. Yeah. What, like, do you think that that plays into the fact that there's an increase in mental health yeah. issues, like people struggling, especially girls?
1: Oh, totally. I have uh, cousins that are 14 and 12. And yeah. watching them and seeing how it's such a huge part of their life and hearing stories about how you know, everyone gets bullied through Instagram and there's they have all these different apps I've never even heard of to like talk to each other. Yeah. And it's so, it's so scary because there's so much more pressure for girls to look a certain way. Even more like I felt so much pressure in high school and I only had Facebook then. Yeah. I could not imagine having all of these different like Snapchat Instagram, all these different things that are that can be really toxic and I think a lot of people too you use your platform for good which Mm -hmm. i love about you but there are so many people that have that same kind of exposure that you have and really take advantage of it and it's it sucks to see because if you have that kind of influence over people especially it's mostly young girls right Mm -hmm. that are so obsessively following these women you want to be able to give them something positive in their life and like I'm not saying if you have like an amazing body, you should hide it. You should be proud of it, but you need to share that in a positive way instead yeah. of it being like, oh, look at me, I'm so skinny and whatever like you can talk about you know how you got this body that you're so proud of and that you love and you want to teach other girls how to love their bodies too like how are you healthy Yes. how are you like if what do you eat what do you like, eat or
2: what tell me your biggest body confidence
1: tip like, yeah things like that there's yeah. ways to empower people instead of making it more of a like doggy dog world you know or like empowering just yourself. Yeah, I feel like that's true. I think there are a lot of
2: social platforms out there that it's turned into a, how can I feel good about myself? Yes. Validation. Oh yeah. Rather than being like, what does, what should I be leaving behind on the impression people people yeah. are listening or watching or whatever?
1: Yeah, and that's what's, it's so interesting because Instagram is a big ego feeder for people. Like, it's hard to not see likes and comments and to be like, oh, wow, this feels nice, right? But some people, I think it's their only source and it goes straight to ego. Yeah. And that's when it becomes, a. I truly think, a dangerous thing, because like a big ego, it can cause a lot of problems. Well, it right? changes
2: who you are. Yeah. Like a lot of the times I feel like, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but even with my own struggling with mental health, it yeah. is the ego that gets in my own way. Yeah. It's the ego that tells you that, you know your life's not good enough, so you're depressed. It's the ego that's like, everybody's paying attention to you or you're doing something wrong so that when you're in a social situation, you wanna shut down, like, and that is, and then so people find these things that fix that ego or feed the ego, and it just becomes addictive. It's like crazy.
1: But, you know, it's funny. Like, I remember when I first met you and I was like, I remember I was so intimidated because of your social following. But then, and I think you were the first person I ever met that had like such a huge amount of people that followed you. So it was like a new experience for me. But then after speaking to you, I was like, wait, she's literally a normal person and actually a really good person. Like I almost... I didn't really know what to expect. Right. But I think there's this also this idea of like everyone is this big celebrity and there's this huge intimidation factor, right? Right. But like you're human mm-hmm. and I'm human. And I just remember I was so, my mind was so blown with just, you were just so real. Right. And it was just Thanks. nice. <laughs> but, no, but I mean it. Like it was just, it was just a nice experience for me because I think. And you helped me at the start of my own Instagram because that's when I was starting to share. And I was like, how can you help me? Like, I don't know what to do. And you were so nice about it. And I think a lot of people wouldn't be able to do that because they would be worried about competition. Or yeah. Whether, right? That yeah. The dog eat dog thing. But you're not like that, which I love about you. So I think it's just... I would like more people to be like that, you know? Well,
2: and, and I, that's what I think is so important too. Like how you're saying you felt like you had this uh, purpose to share your story because you don't care who craps on it. It's yeah. that one, two, three, 10, 15 people that yeah. are like, holy crap. Thank I you. I needed that. to hear that today. Yeah. And if more people were using their platforms, it doesn't matter. I heard a quote recently that's like, it doesn't matter if you have 15 people following you or 1,500 people following you, mm-hmm. you have influence. Yeah. If it's only over those, 15, those the 1,500, lives. exactly. And so, yeah, it's like people should be using it for good so that, because it is powerful, social media is powerful and it, it can is. trigger bad and it can trigger good.
1: Yeah, and I just hope that eventually over time, like more and more people start using it for good. Yeah, okay, final
2: question. Yes. What would you say is the biggest ingredient for you mm-hmm. when it comes to Basically, just like being a badass and pushing past your own like self doubt and yeah. negative beliefs.
1: I recently watched this Netflix documentary, or not documentary, but a talk by this woman named Renee Brown. Yeah, and she said, "I love myself so much, it's dangerous." Okay. And I was like, "Holy wow!" I love that more than anything because if you can love yourself so much that you are pretty much invincible to anyone in the world trying to bring you down. There's nothing stronger than that. So I love that. I love that. Yeah.
2: Okay, well yeah. thank you so much for coming out.
1: Yeah. Um, if
2: you're watching the video, I know that the video is cut out at this point. I don't know how I'm gonna make that work. I'll make it work somehow. But if you're watching the video, I'll put all of Jacqueline's credentials on the screen. And if not, I'm jumping in verbally and just outroing the coffee talk. So I'm just gonna say your credentials there. But anyways, thanks for
1: coming. Hey, oh my God.